public and mental health expert Sarah Gorman explains that disease stigma has had a record of making people fearful of the infected to avoid getting sick. And unfortunately, we're not as safe as we think we are. Because instead of targeting the disease, we've only created a new one. And that's the main problem. While we intend to create cautionary tales about diseases, in reality, we have turned our neighbors into villains. Hello, friends. I'm Lyle Wiley, a high school English teacher and speech and debate coach in Thermopolis, Wyoming, and your host of the One Clap Speech and Debate podcast. The end of the season approacheth for Wyoming competitors. Congratulations once again to all the national qualifying students in the Hole in the Wall District. You are all spectacular and an absolute inspiration. The rumors are true. We've added some new One Clap merchandise to our bonfire store. The Junebug the Pug stuff is especially cool. Amy Wiley designs all of the good stuff that One Clap puts out. All the bad stuff or shoddy stuff or amateur stuff. That's mine. But we make sure to put the good stuff on the merch. Like the Punchy Debate shirt that I'm wearing right now. Be sure to check it all out on our Bonfire merchandise site that you can find in our show notes and on the OneClapSpeechAndDebate.com website. So today, Cheyenne East alum and bestie of the One Clap podcast, UUUN, is back to share yet another excellent original oratory on speech love. UU was a four-year Thunderbird and a two-time Wyoming State Champion PF debater, as well as a state champion in original oratory. And you know UU from a variety of helpful One Clap episodes and her awesome extemporaneous series created with Spencer Travis, The Half Hour. The speech that she shares today is from 2021, and it's called, Are You Sick of Me Yet? And no, UU, we most certainly are not sick of you, and I can't get enough of this creative oratory. One more time, a quick word about how to use these speech spotlight episodes, or at least some suggestions. I mean, first, you can enjoy an excellent, very well done speech. The speech spotlight is another opportunity for students to share their unique and powerful voice to an audience in an audio format. So sit back and enjoy some brilliance from our speech and debate community. Second, consider how you might use this speech as a model for anyone who's looking to write and perform their own original oratories. Third, these speeches could be excellent learning tools for coaches and competitors, you know, actively reflecting on what makes a speech powerful, effective, or even flawed can help coaches and competitors add more tools and ideas to their own speaking toolboxes. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into UU's original oratory, Are You Sick of Me Yet? On a hot summer day, a young shepherd named Syphilis was tending a thousand sheep. Exhausted from the hot sun's rays, he did what any normal human being would do. Blame the sun for being way too hot. As a result of his rude behavior, the sun released its wrath with the germinated poison. Syphilis ended up spreading his misfortune to all corners of the world. Italian poet Girolamo Facastro wrote The French Disease as a cautionary tale against attractive young men in fear of getting the bacterial infection, syphilis. But his underlying message? Avoid the French! While this misconception perpetuated a stigma in the 15th century, thankfully, COVID-19 hasn't perpetuated any stigmas at all. Right? 
Okay, I could see the eye rolls through the screen, and I get it. Ugh. More COVID information? But just bear with me. Because while COVID-19 was the predominant disease of 2020, stigmatizing diseases is not a new phenomenon. Public and mental health expert Sarah Gorman explains that disease stigma has had a record of making people fearful of the infected to avoid getting sick. And unfortunately, we're not as safe as we think we are. Because instead of targeting the disease, we've only created a new one. And that's the main problem. While we intend to create cautionary tales about diseases, in reality, we have turned our neighbors into villains. Simply put, our psychology is trying to save us, but our hysteria has only endangered us. So, to finally address this issue, let's first diagnose why we stigmatize disease. Second, list the symptoms before finally finding a cure. Before syphilis was syphilis, it was known as the French disease in Italy. And in France? You guessed it, the Italian disease. Discrepancies in disease naming are pretty common throughout history and work to alter our perception of the disease. They usually get their name from their place of origin or a well-known patient that had it. For example, in the media, the avian influenza was always referred to as the bird flu. So much so that in 2015, the U.S. Department of Agriculture reported that calling the outbreak the bird flu caused the massacre of 39 million birds. Despite the fact that killing millions of birds wasn't quelling the outbreak. In fact, the prices of eggs increased by 61%, which is why if you had an egg McMuffin in 2015, well, chances were you weren't eating a chicken egg. Yeah, I'm not loving that. But while we know the origins of their title, why did simply calling it the bird flu cause the massacre of millions of birds? Well, the Harvard Business Review observes that our minds are hardwired to the parasite avoidance reaction, meaning 99.9% .9 of the time, our reaction to disease is disgust. And that 0.1% just really needed a haircut. But this doesn't just affect mysterious McDonald's ingredients. In the most severe cases, it affects the people around us. AIDS used to be known as GRID, or gay-related immune deficiency. The Washington Post states that amid a crisis killing hundreds of thousands of people, the stigma that only gay people could get AIDS led White House officials to laugh it off making homophobic jokes when reporters asked about the crisis. It wasn't until we realized that diseases spared no one that we started taking it seriously. And for syphilis, it wasn't just known as the French or Italian disease. It was also known as the German disease, the Polish disease, and the Neapolitan disease, depending on where you were. That's because in 15th century Europe, when they were constantly at war with each other, they used diseases as a way to blame their enemies for their own issues of desire. But unfortunately, just like the Europeans, we've used diseases as a way to target outsiders. 
Dr. Susan Hardy at the University of New South Wales explains that it's our fear of the unknown that drives us to look for a scapegoat. It makes us believe the only people that can get diseases are the ones that deserve it, justifying the targeting of a group of people. With the first cases of COVID-19 coming from China and with increasing U.S. Sino tensions, it makes it easier for us to blame them. However, not only does this worsen the global pandemic, it causes an infodemic, spreading rumors and misinformation. The Washington Post reports that former President Trump's reference to COVID-19 as the Chinese virus, or worse, the Kung flu, intensifies prejudice against the Asian community. You know, diseases can kill us, but fear? Fear is what will end us. It was fear that caused a 16-year-old Asian-American boy to be beaten until he was sent to the ER. And even amid a shortage of medical workers, some of the sick and dying still refuse to be treated by Asian doctors. What makes this situation so dire is that this isn't the first time this has happened. When the bubonic plague broke out in San Francisco during the 1900s, only Chinatown was quarantined because they conflated being a Chinese immigrant with being a disease. And with COVID-19 and its stigmas, Professor Shaw at the University of Southern California warns that this is another repeat of history, where the discriminatory views and actions against the Asian community will prevent us from stopping the spread. We can't let these stigmas continue to kill us both physically and socially. Now, I can't claim to solve decades of microaggressions perpetuating racism, but if 15th century Europe can resolve its issues, then it's the least we can do to stop these social stigmas. As a member of the Asian community, this global pandemic wasn't the only thing keeping me in quarantine. This past year of reading horror stories about violence and xenophobia, I've never been so scared of what people around me were going to say or do. I was even too self-conscious to go to Walmart. I know how easy it is for us to play the blame game when things are out of control. But things get worse when our society is out of control. Only when we turn our attention from blindly blaming towards seeking solutions can we truly contain the spread. So let's take this cure in small doses. The World Health Organization outlines three helpful tips to minimize social stigmas. Lucky for you, I've summarized them into a simple alliteration. When discussing any type of disease, you should consider the three I's. Intend, inform, and influence. First is intent. Ask yourself, does the language I use to describe the situation bring bad intentions or good intentions? Well, do you perpetuate social isolation and stereotyping? Or do you promote ideas like getting tested and staying safe? Second, is inform. There can be so much misinformation these days because of the media and other sources. However, for the sake of keeping us alive, make sure you do your due diligence and that your information is correct. And third, is influence. Because misinformation is inevitable these days, don't be shy to point out any rumors or stereotypes that you hear. 
these ideas need to be adopted into our daily lives. Because unfortunately, COVID-19 is not the only disease or virus we're going to encounter. This rhetoric that this is only a 2020 problem creates tunnel vision for our society, making us focus on the wrong problems. So, while syphilis didn't have to be mean to the sun, the sun also didn't have to spread a whole bacterial infection. I mean, after all, syphilis, like the rest of us, is only human. As a society and a community, we need to be aware of the atrocities that can happen when we use diseases as weapons. And because COVID-19 is not the only disease we know of, we must be aware of the things we can do. Our intentions, information, and the influence we spread are all factors in how society perceives disease. So the next time we have a global pandemic, remember that the virus is the enemy, not the person suffering from it. And just because we're social distancing doesn't mean we can't come closer together. Hey, thank you so much again to Yuyu for sharing her creative and entertaining original oratory. Did you miss the other speech that she shared on the Speech Spotlight? Because it's a brilliant one, too. Be sure to check out Naming Our Identity in our previous episode, and then be on the lookout for a long overdue, coming soon, one-clap interview with Yuyu, in which she discusses her speech and debate experience, her original oratories, and a whole lot more. It's true. Our interview is from a while ago, as in like the summer, but still, it's all very relevant, and it'll be some great insight into the mind of the brilliant Yuyu. Additionally, be sure to check out OneClapSpeechAndDebate.com, where I'm going to link to the video of UU's speech in the blog entry for this episode. The video will be another great resource for coaches and competitors who want to learn from UU's performance. If you've got an idea or a request for the One Clap Speech and Debate podcast, shoot me an email at LyleWiley at gmail.com or reach out on the One Clap Speech and Debate podcast website or social media linked in the show notes. It's time for some shout outs. Thank you to everyone who is a patron of One Clap Speech and Debate. Your kind gifts help me keep this show going. Thank you so much to Marcus, Londie, Debbie, Missy, Ashley S, Ashley M, Beth, Laura, Brenda, Aaron, Terry, Tina, Alan, Matt, Joel, and Aron for your continued support. Check out our Patreon page, also linked in the show notes, if you'd like to join in support of One Clap Speech and Debate and partner with me on this journey. Thank you so much for listening and best of luck to everyone competing and culminating events from One Clap Speech and Debate. One Clap Podcast.